0: What a, what a great privilege and honor for me to be here today. I want to thank Pastor Erwin, Pastor Kim, and Aaron, and Mariah uh, for trusting me to bring uh, this talk today. Um, I want to say this, and it's surreal that I'm standing here today uh, with you all. This is like our tribe in LA. We used to come to LA for Disneyland and the growth, <laughs> and outlets, okay. but now we have a family, yeah. it's different, amen. <laughs> um, I want to bring you this talk this morning, because um, I, I wrote this four years ago, um, during one of the toughest times in my life, and I didn't know what to do, and my staff sent me a video of Pastor Erwin. And he talk about this. So, so, and talk about what God can do for us tomorrow. And, and it's like a full cycle now. So, it's the first time I'm bringing this talk to where it began. It started from Pastor Irwin. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Amen. Okay. I'm not sure about you, but I'm nervous. Um, I don't want you to be. I want to show you my family. Uh, this is my amazing family. All right. That's my beautiful wife, uh, Esther, my firstborn, uh, Aiden. And that little one, it's a boy. I know. Uh, his name is Alexander. Um, that, by the way, is my Instagram. Uh, if I don't cross 15,000 today, I will not <laughs> preach. All right. So I know you. So I'm at 14.2, just so you know. I did that last week when I was in Moscow, and they, they gave me a 1,000 followers. So help me out, guys. I don't know why I need to be 15, but, you know, that's how it is. Amen. Shall we pray? It's funny. Father God, we, we thank you this morning. God, there are so many of us. Thank you for conference. Thank you for the new. Thank you, God, for changing our mind, giving us this Privilege to explore the new reality. Thank you, God, for the language in Mosaic that makes it so difficult for us to learn to now speak like human beings because we have lost that ability somehow when we became a Christian. Father, I pray today, whatever stage of life you may be in, whether you're searching, you've been a believer for many years, I pray that this word of God will come alive. And we uh, can impact in you that you become a better follower of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen, amen. If you have your Bible this morning, or in whatever form you may have it in, in gadgets or whatever, turn with me to Joshua chapter three, verse one to verse five. Joshua chapter three, verse one to verse five. This is this was a very crucial moment in the history of the children of Israel because they've been traveling in the wilderness for 40 years. And, and finally, they've come to the eve where they are going to take possession of the promised land. This morning here in this place, I know some of us, we've been working really hard, believing God and trusting God and serving Jesus, doing the best that we can. And we've been trying so hard to, to step into the dream that God has put in your heart. And you've been trying. Maybe you felt like the last couple of years, or months, or weeks, I don't know. You felt like you were like the children of Israel, you were in the wilderness, you were just circling, and you don't seem to be going forward. And I pray this morning, this talk will help you understand, will help you in your walk, so that you will cross that barrier of that wilderness to step into the hope, the dream that God has put on the inside of you. So this was the eve before they were going to cross over. Then Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days, because they didn't have Instagram, that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall set forth from your place and go after it. Yet... There shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders, will do amazing things among you. So, so Joshua was getting the people ready. If I can this morning, I'm, I hope I, I prepare you to get you ready to cross into the dream that God has given to you, the promised land, if you like. And so he gave them a set of instruction, and one of them was this. He said, you will see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, which represents the presence of God, the guidance that God would to give to them. But then it says here, yet there shall be a space. Everybody say space. space. Between you and it, of about 2,000 cubits in measure, which is about nine hundred and fourteen meters. I don't know what that amounts, but... <laughs> and, and there shall be a space. So, so Joshua told the people, make space in your life. Why? Because you have not passed through this way before. This morning, I pray, and I want to ask you to make space in your life for God. Sometimes we, we, as Christians, after a while, we are, we are so used to, to telling God what we want. God, do this for me. God, you come to church, you're upset because Mariah didn't sing your favorite worship song. And it's too much about us. But here, it's not about us. It is about where God is going. You just follow. The ark of God is like the compass. It is like your sense of direction. If the ark stops, you stop. If the ark turns left, you turn left. If the arc turns right, you turn right. It's not too complicated. It is not about us. It's about the pursuit of God in our lives so that we discover the better things that God has in store for us. So it says, do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go. Why? Because... You have not passed this way before. It's not complicated. I want to make Christian faith as simple as it can be so that we can follow Jesus wholeheartedly. Are you with me this morning? And I want to talk about space. Oh, come on. Give it up to Jesus. I want to talk about space today. I want to talk about my life's journey, my, my, my story. But before that... I want to introduce some spaces in our lives. The first space is our space within. The first space is that space where we are being influenced by the scriptures. The first space is a space where we are being transformed. We learn during conference the renewing of our mind. Where you come to church every week. You come to gatherings. You, You go to Friendsgiving. You go to Connect Group, Live Group, whatever it may be. Why are we going there? Because we want our lives to be influenced by the Word of God and by the community that we're in. So I come from Asia, and one of the things that, that my mom used to do is that before we reach grandma's house, we'll all be sitting in a car, mom will say, make sure, before you get into grandma's house, please address your grandma, don't be rude, don't, Do your own thing. So my mom was like, warn me. You make sure you do that, Kevin (laughs) Liu. Yes, sir. We'll reach grandma's house and, hi, grandma. And then grandma said, oh, such a good boy. (laughs) I passed the test. And fast forward to 30 years later, I found myself doing the same to my son. I said, when you get to your grandma's house, (laughs) make sure, make sure. You call your grandma. You, don't be rude. Don't look at your phone the whole time. And my son will like be, whatever. Okay. Hi, grandma. Oh, such a good grandson. The first space is a space where you are being influenced with the values that comes from the scripture, from the word of God. Are you with me? And, and another thing that I learned while growing up with my grandma is to learn how to use a the chopstick. There's a certain way we got to hold the chopstick. Otherwise, we get flying chopsticks from grandmother. Like, cha! like, you embarrass me, okay? So the first space is a space where we're being influenced, we're being discipled, we're becoming followers of Jesus Christ. Is it okay? All of us, we have our first space. The second space is the space where now we have the opportunity to influence others. When you go to work tomorrow, when you go back to your university, your college, your school, whatever it may be, however you have been influenced by God throughout the conference, tomorrow is your opportunity. It's your opportunity to influence others. With the God that is residing on the inside of you, you you begin to tell people about the goodness of God. I'm not asking you to preach my people in your office. <laughs> Repent. Don't do that. <laughs> Influence them the way Jesus would. Talk to people. Pray for one another. Are you with me? Don't say, I'm not called to be a preacher. We can talk to people. I want you to know the second space is a space where you can show them the love of God. And the most practical way is, because somebody asked me, what are some of the practical ways that we can live out our lives? After the talk I did yesterday, I said, you know what? First thing we all can do is to turn up for work early. If you will just to wake up and go to work earlier than normal, just be there. Get yourselves ready. Do your work. If you're going to school, go to university, go early. Don't be the one, oh, that, guys, Christians, always late. Are you with me? We are defined by our consistency. We are defined by our repeated habits. Just be the first one to arrive, the last one to leave. Don't give excuses, oh, I got to do some meetings tonight in church. I want to leave early. It becomes bad reputation for Jesus. The second space is a space where we get to influence others. I, because I travel, sometimes I, 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 I would love to pray for my church, the people in our congregation. So, so I, the first time I did that, I, I tried to record a prayer on WhatsApp. We used a lot of WhatsApp back home. And, and so I prayed, Father God, I prayed for this person, this brother. He's going to do a sales speech afterwards. God, I commit him into a mighty hand. God, give him wisdom. Let him speak so clearly, so well. Help him, God, I pray in Jesus' name. And then I look at my phone. All that I've prayed only took six seconds. And I realized that technology is something that God has given to us that it is up to us how we want to use that. So if you and I were to spend a minute each day, you can pray for 10 people just by sending them prayers, and that's all it took. So the second space, go and influence others with the influence that God has put into your life. Is that okay? Yeah. I really just want to talk about the third space, and I want to share with you my story of how I, I got into painting, um, so I paint. It was a, it was a very dark, season of my life Uh, things were not working out i was so discouraged i wanted to give up but i didn't know how and i couldn't sleep at night for four years i couldn't sleep at night so i would take pills to help me out and it got you know worse and worse Uh, that's before i heard pastor Irwin's message about tomorrow so I, i would stay up all night and, and people say, put on worship music, you know. I, I put on worship music, but the more I listened, the more I couldn't sleep. Then I tried to read the Bible to help me sleep, and it didn't help either, so I started painting. So I would paint, like, from 12 midnight all the way to 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning. It's just a way for me to cope with the stress that I was going through. It, it, was, it, was, it was a very tough time. But I did that for a bit, and one day... I needed to raise money for our church building while I was on the plane. uh, I believe it must be the Lord. uh, Do do something with your painting. And, you know, and God gave me a word. Uh, uh, You know, everyone in your church, in the church is a part of a big picture. So I, I painted. So I painted this huge canvas of about 40 meters long. And after I painted them, I would cut them up into small squares and they will frame them up and gave to everyone that comes to collective because you are a part of the big picture my 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 my, my whole idea was to raise money for our church so people started posting their their, their painting on on Facebook and uh, and the timeline was all filled with these uh, paintings then suddenly an art gallery uh, saw the paintings. And one of my member, no, the owner of the art gallery, say, oh, hi, Bobby. So, there's a new artist in Malaysia. Uh, who is he? Uh, Bobby was like, uh, artist? Uh, yeah, he's an artist. Uh, <laughs> so, where, where is he from? Like, where did he graduate from? Uh, uh, Babu school? What? Bible school? Yeah, so what does he do? Is that full-time? How come I I don't know about this guy? Uh, Well, yeah, he kind of like just started doing this in Malaysia. And yeah, so Bobby never actually introduced that I'm, I'm the pastor because she didn't know what to do. Neither do I. So, and then she came. She came to our church building and saw all the paintings and talked to me. And then she asked me, what is this place? I said, I work here. Oh, cool, wow, that's a huge place. I say, yeah. So what do you do? I don't know what to say. Uh, Where where did you graduate from? You know, you paint all your life and stuff like that. Yes, I I said I did and all that. Uh, So what do you do? I talk. (laughs) There's a job called talking? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pretty good. So how many people do you talk to? Well, maybe 1,500. Over the weekend, captive crowd, they will come. What? People just come and listen to you talk? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you paint? I said, yeah, I, I paint. So, so anyway, she walked around, I'll just compound, and she kind of like, oh, all right, that's cool. You know, it's interesting what you're doing. So she offered me, if I were to give you a project, would you like to do it? And I was like, why not? You know, I never tried this before. I'm game. And a few months passed, and she didn't call. But suddenly, one day, she texts me. She said, I've got this project to paint for this hotel. Would you like to be a part of it? I said, sure. So I sent in my portfolio, and of all the artists, I just want you to know I'm not, like, the most famous guy in Malaysia, even in my own church. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and... And so I got to send in my portfolio, and then they kind of like like what I did. So they invited me to paint. Because I wanted to raise money for our church, I was more than happy to do it. And then I realized that it was not like a small hotel; it was not like a two-star hotel. It was a five-star hotel called San Regis, and um, it so so at the lobby, so, so Bobby was my, my manager now, church member, became my manager. She was like promoting me the whole time. Oh, if you want Kevin to paint, you can only put his painting in the main lobby, and the main restaurant, and the main bar. No toilets. I say, Bobby, don't talk like that. I'm a pastor. We got to be humble. And we need the job because we need the money for church. She said, don't you worry. I'm a marketing person. You let me do my part. You do your part. Don't interfere. And she just kept telling people, oh, Kevin is awesome. (laughs) Lo and behold, I got the job. So I spent months hidden in a makeshift studio in our church. And I painted and I painted and I painted. And I was so grateful that they loved it. And they paid me, and they gave me fifty thousand dollars, not too bad for a first job. <clears throat> and I gave them all to church because that was my promise to God. and that was the beginning and and now Malaysia kind of like, "Oh, there's this new guy in Malaysia <laughs> that paints so so. But it wasn't something that I was going to make it like a career, like, I still love the church, I I love what I'm doing, I'm called by God. But Bobby, behind the scene, she was like emailing everybody, like everybody, like, oh, have you heard of Kevin Lewis? He's an amazing artist and he's like most sought after. I'm like, where did that come from? Like, (laughs) I am not sought after. I told you, don't interfere with my work. You do yours, I do mine. You know, like, okay, Bobby. So so she kept emailing out. And the reason why I'm telling you this, because the third space, the third space, it's, it's pretty much like the second space. The third space is like your marketplace. It's like the world that you're in. It's a world that you can influence the people in there but the third space is different because it's a space that you cannot choose to enter on your own, you got to be invited in. It's, it's like Paul in Acts 17, one day when he was walking in Athens, he realized that the people were debating, they were questioning, they were discussing about God. And they even had a stone where it was inscribed to an unknown God. So Paul says, the God that you do not know, let me proclaim to you the God that you know. And they invited him to Mars Hill. They invited him so that he can expound the truth of God to them. And so the third space requires something. You can't just go in there. We we are in Hollywood. We are in LA right now. This is a space where some of the most brilliant minds, the creatives, the epic center of all that is going to come out into the world, starts from here. And you and I have to realize that because the God of the universe is residing on the inside of us, we need to perfect the skill, the craft that God has given to us. It is our responsibility. You you can't like, oh, I'm gifted. That's it. I'll go to church. Somebody lay hands on me. I'll be fine. Tomorrow, I'll be even more gifted. No, no. You have to practice. You have to work on the craft that God has given to you. Don't be lazy. Are you with me this morning? So, so after St. Regis started painting, Bobby just kept emailing people left, right, and center. And some of the emails that I saw when she BCC me, I was so embarrassed. I said, if these people know I'm a pastor, they will never come to our church. Like, don't write stuff like that. One day, another art gallery came, and then he was not very friendly, came to our cafe and started talking to me. So what do you do? I say, well, I paint, but uh, my full-time job is I'm a pastor of the church. And then he said to me, if you're not a pastor, nobody will buy your painting. He got up and he left. That was the first time in my life that somebody said something like that to me. Because when you're a pastor, even if you preach bad, oh, it's awesome word, sir. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I had to learn to deal with that disappointment for the first time in my life. Like in church, I walk around, oh, sir, it was an amazing word. You know you did lousy, but they just kept, oh, that's amazing. But that day, he got up and he left. I told Bobby, I said, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, this is so difficult. I said, no, don't give up, Pastor. Forget about this guy. And so she kept emailing people, kept telling people about me. And one day, one day, while I was so discouraged, and news came, uh, news came from a friend that the wife was suffering from breast cancer. I was so discouraged. Like, God... These are like my best friends in ministry. Like why is it so difficult for them? Like they've been through one struggle after another struggle and now the wife is down with breast cancer. I didn't know what to do. They were away. They were in another country. I'm in Malaysia. So I took out a piece of canvas one afternoon and I painted. As I pray, I painted. And I painted the simplest painting I've ever done and anybody could have done it. I took a brush, some ink, and I started to draw lines on that canvas. And I, as I drew the line, I just started praying. I said, Father God, just bring healing, bring restoration. God, just help this couple, please. They are my best friend. I don't want to lose them. I painted that for like five, six hours, and it was done. I pack it up, and then I ship it to them. So it was there, sent. And I continued to work on my craft, continue to learn to get to understand materials uh, raw materials canvases, colors different brand of colors, what effect does it give, so I continue to work and then one day, another art gallery called in and Bobby told me, pastor somebody wants to see you again, I'm like you're still trying (laughs) we're supposed to give up I don't need to pursue this say don't worry I told you don't interfere with what I'm doing you let me do what I do you do what you do okay it's almost like a tagline between the two of us and and the lady came this is a funny story this is now like the biggest most influential art gallery in our country and so she said I'm gonna come to your place she didn't know I was a pastor she didn't know why we were there so she drove this car and and she's powerful lady She even had a driver in Malaysia. Nobody had a driver. She had a driver. So I was there trying to welcome her. Like, you know, so when the door opened, it felt like a movie. You understand? Like, I never seen her before. I didn't even know how she looked like. It felt like there there was a fan blowing on her hair. I'm like, whoa, that's powerful, right? I say, welcome to our compound. Like, oh, so where's your studio? So I, I actually took our band's studio. I got them to remove all the equipment and just chuck it to a side somewhere, you know. <laughs> the pastor needs that space. Sorry, Mara. Like, oh, i am got to hang all my paintings. So she came and she, she, she checked out that studio and then she walked around. Now, this is weird. Like, I'm, I'm not an artist. I don't know how to behave like one. Nobody told me. I tried to Google. I didn't know what to do. So what the What do I do when she walk around and look at all the paintings? Do I follow her? Like as if I'm working at Zara and tell them, oh, this is a new product. It's a new season. (laughs) What do I do? Or or should I I just... Are you guys okay? You enjoying this? At my cost, you're enjoying this. So, or should I just stand at a corner and behave like this amazing artist and... Yeah, whatever. Like, you know, take your time. I don't know. So, so I was trying to... And, and she is like... She's amazing. She, she helped Malaysian artists to get into all over the world. She got Malaysian artists to, to, to do installation for Louis Vuitton. She's a powerful lady. I was so nervous. As nervous as I am right now. And... So she, she looked at it and she said, Oh, Kevin. I said, yes. Obviously... You can paint. When someone start, obviously, it is downhill all the way. You get what I mean? It's like, obviously you can paint, but you know, it's really ugly. Like, I say, thank you. So, um, you know what? Yeah, you can paint. Not bad. So what's your background? I say, church. You know, like, okay. I don't know what that meant, but okay. So, Then she sat down. I came here all the way to look at one painting. I couldn't find it. I said, which one? Where's your portfolio? So I I got out. Uh, I got... Okay. I I took out my portfolio and then she was looking at that particular painting that I did for my friend. And um, she said where is this painting I said I'm sorry I I it's not here anymore the the painting I I sent it to my friend you send your painting to a friend she started like raising a voice how could you you're an artist how do you why, why would you send your painting I'm like but it's my work I I choose who I want to give to right like what's the problem like, you cannot give your paintings away. I'm like, oh, no, it's gone. It's somewhere else now. And, and, and now this is the, the crisis part. She, she asked me, I, I really came all the way just to look at this painting, but where is it now? I said, I gave it to a friend, and she asked me, why that painting? What is, what is the title of that painting? Remember earlier? And our gallery came, and he told me, if you're not a pastor, nobody will buy a painting. I had a crisis of faith. I, I lost all my confidence. I lost all my courage. So I, I tried to make my painting now and give it a different name. I want to call it, give it a secular name. I want to change from prayer to rhythm of life. I'm smart. All right, I solved the problem. I'm smart, like... So, what is the name of this? What's the title of this painting? I you know what? It's called as I open my mouth for the first time in my life, my mouth and my brain they were not coordinating with each other, and I say prayer. I got shocked. She was even more shocked. Prayer? I says, Oh, that's interesting. Tell me why. I said, I painted this because my friend was struggling with breast cancer. I didn't know what to do. I just spent the whole afternoon praying for her. And that's why it's called prayer. You know that moment, something happened in that room. She teared. And I, okay, what do I do now? You know? She said, Kevin, listen. I don't know where you came from, I don't know what university you went, what is your art school background or whatever, but I want to tell you something. A lot of people can paint in Malaysia, but not many people has a message behind their work. I want to assure you, and she said this, I promise you, if you work hard, keep churning out work like this, I will take you and have exhibitions all over the world. I will make you famous. So, I haven't finished the work yet because it's actually quite demanding. But that day, I learned. I learned that in order for us to be invited to influence the world in the third space, to really make our life count, there are two things we need to do. Number one, you've got to perfect your craft. You've got to work on the skill, whether you're a communicator, you're an artist, you're an engineer, you're a teacher, you're a basketball player, whatever it may be, it's not automatic. You've got to put in the time, put in the effort, got to work hard to develop the skill, the talent that God has given to you. That's number one. Number two, do not be ashamed to carry the message of Jesus. Do not be ashamed. There must be a way for us to bring the message the love of God to the world that we are in. The world needs Jesus. People need love and acceptance. Don't be Christian that people cringe. Don't be so weird (laughs) that people stop coming to church not because of Christ, but because of us. Are you with me? Don't be lazy. Don't work on the gift that God has given to us and learn to carry the message of the love of God that will change our world for Jesus. Amen. Amen. The first space, you're being influenced. The second space, you influence others. But the third space, you, you perfect your craft, carry the message of Jesus, then you'll be invited. In verse 5, Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Today belongs to us. We decide to come to church. We decide to wake up early in the morning, come to worship God, to give, to build this community that God has given to us. Today belongs to us. We choose to serve. We choose to talk to people. We choose to do whatever we can and do it well. But don't worry about tomorrow. God got it. He got our back. Tomorrow belongs to Him. Tomorrow is going to be amazing. Father, I pray for my family all the way here in L.A., Mosaic. God, there's so much talent and gifts and ability in this place. Father, I pray God, give them strength and courage and ability to develop all that you put on the inside of them. And weave the message of Jesus in their daily lives through their words, through their thoughts, through their action. Weave for God the love of Christ. Let every word that they say be filled with the love of God. The work that they do fill with the signature and the imprint of the creator of the universe whether it is a song that we write the ramen that we make the the school that we are teaching in that the children learn and see Christ through our lesson and I pray I pray God that LA be never the same again because of this tribe because of us, because we want to make Jesus known. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining us on the Mosaic Podcast. I wanna encourage you to take the message you have just received, allow it to go deeply into your soul, to allow Jesus to do the deep work that only he can do. And I also wanna encourage you to be a part of what we're doing here at Mosaic, to go to the Mosaic app and to become a part of the Mosaic Foundation, to become a regular giver, and investor in bringing this message across the world. I want to thank you so much for being here with us. God bless you.